0: Welcome to Season 2 of Elevate with V, a nurturing and collaborative community with the mission of empowering you to overcome challenges and to live your most extraordinary life. I'm your host, V, and through my own healing and transformational journey, I've encountered a wide variety of healers who have all in their own way shared one universal message that every storm has a silver lining. Join me in each episode as I engage in meaningful conversations to empower us to transform our darkness into purposeful light. On this podcast, we elevate, so let us journey together and be lifted up to our greatest potential. Welcome everyone to Elevate with V. So excited to be here with you. This podcast was inspired by my own healing journey. I aspire to share amazing healers and coaches to help us each elevate on our journey so we can keep aligning with our soul's calling and gifts. I can't wait to introduce my guest today, Tiare. I had the pleasure of connecting with her on Clubhouse in the beginning of this year. She was leaning into her gifts and starting to doing rooms with meditations and tuning into the Akashic Records. And Tiara, your energy is always so vibrant and you always create this warm and welcoming space for everyone. So thank you for sharing your gifts with us. And I'm so excited to learn more about you and your
1: journey today. Thank you, Vanita, for having me here. I'm so excited. Yay! And so Tiari's official bio is she
0: is an Akashic Records intuitive reader and sound healing practitioner. She does guided meditations to connect us with our spirit guides and ancestors. She's also a licensed massage therapist, and she also does energy healing in person and long distance via phone call or Zoom. So welcome again, Tiare. Thank you. Yay, I'm so excited to have you here. So as you know, this podcast is all about healing journeys and how we have each navigated through maybe a few storms to get to our silver linings. Um, Is there an event or events that kind of led you to step into your own kind of personal healing or awakening journey?
1: Um, Well, I knew that I always wanted to do massage, uh, but you have to be... To me, you have to be at a certain place in your life where you can touch any any type of body. And when you touch someone's body, you're touching their energy. You're entering their auric field. They're entering yours. And, and it, it is a give and take. Whether they're lying on the table and doing nothing, you're still transferring energy. So I feel like I needed to be at a certain space in my life to go into that. And so when I moved back home to Honolulu 12 years ago... I decided I wanted to go back to massage school, which I did, and I was working in a physical therapy clinic, and people come into the clinic injured, sore, they're in pain, and then when they leave, they're in such a better space, and I was doing all the admin work, working with insurance, and, and sitting at a desk eight, nine, ten hours a day, and I was getting back pain, and carpal tunnel, and neck pain, I was like, I cannot sit all day that's not in me I want to be more hands-on so even more that prompted me to use my hands out as a space in my life where I wanted to help the elderly middle-aged kids athletes all types of of bodies and and ages And, and so I got into that and then once I started going to Maui for these Lomi Lomi retreats I, I got more into the spiritual side where we visit heiaus and we chant out to the stones that we work with and, and just connecting with the land and connecting with the ancestors. So now I'm in a stage where I'm putting it all together and diving more deeper into the ethereal realm where I actually connect my ancestors with other people's ancestors when I do readings or healing sessions sound therapy sessions so now it's um it's expanding into this um into this ethereal um more i'm working with the angelic realm working with the galactic realm so it's just expanding and getting bigger and bigger and helping people to awaken their gifts and what's calling to their purpose as well
0: Ooh, I love that so much. Now, you said something that was a little bit different because you did say you did massage, but then you said lomi lomi. Now, tell us, because I'm sure there are a lot of people who have never heard that. So please share with us a little bit more what that is.
1: So lomi lomi is um, using the hands to massage. Um, To massage, it's it's an um, ancient Hawaiian protocol. Uh, where you had to it was passed down strictly through lineage like you had to be born through it um, almost like a kahuna like kahuna there were lomi lomi kahuna there were different kahunas um, some would, would pick strictly for plant medicine some were strictly for chanting some were strictly for praying or bringing the, uh, the sick back to life so there are different um, types of kahuna so way back when uh, it, you had to be born into the lineage okay so I learned from someone who was born into the lineage so in past lives I've been told that I've I've worked in Lomi Lomi and and that I lived on Kauai and then I used to take care of the women who were on their monthly cycle their moon cycle because they had to go into their own house and, um, I would massage them and take care of them. And when, when I was told this, it very much resonated. And when I go to Kauai, it's like I'm always at home. Even the backdrop here is, is on Kauai as well. And it's like, um, I always had this connection. It's now bringing it forth to life and helping other people remind them wh- what their powers. Cause so many people have all this energy in their hands. They don't know what to do with it. They don't know whether to do Lomi Lomi or Reiki. So, so Lomi Lomi now. Anyone can learn lomi lomi. They go to a retreat or they learn from a specific person who has the DNA, the lineage, and and take it to their practice. So many people, even that are non-Hawaiian or don't live in Hawaii, are are doing lomi lomi now. So it is, it's still very sacred. Yes. Oh, I love
0: that so much. And just to clarify, I know you said uh, kahuna a couple of times. Um,
1: is that kind of like a shaman? Would that be yes. an equivalent or... Yes, it could be a male or female, uh, like a shaman, yes, a medicine person or someone oh, of, of the lineage who has kahuna father, mother, or so forth, or a kahuna teacher, yes.
0: Ooh, I love that so much. So let's go back a little. Um, did you grow up on the islands of Hawaii?
1: So I I was born in California, in Encino California. My dad was in the Air Force. And so I was born in Encino, California. So I have connections to California, and um, so I kind of grew up with the New Age stuff because my dad was always into it, and there were always New Age things going on in California. I and uh, I moved to back to Oahu uh, when I was about eight years old. My mom's youngest sister passed away, and so we moved back home. And I've been yeah. I so I grew up. I went to the Kumina schools and just um danced hula. I I dove deep into my culture, um, learned how to speak Hawaiian. I'm not fluent, but um, I just wanted to be part of my culture. Yeah, I, I always loved my culture growing up.
0: That's so beautiful. So in your family, did you feel that there was sort of an openness to kind of the ancient wisdom
1: or spirituality? Did you experience any of that with your family at all? With my family, I had to learn it. Who now? I'm thinking about my grandparents. Actually, that's a good question because when what year was it? Um, 1887. When uh, when the government, the U.S. government took over the, the Hawaiian Kingdom and made it a state, so uh, the, the government took over. There was the overthrow, so they banned hawaiian language they banned hula um or hula could only be done sitting down noho style couldn't be done standing so they made all these changes so my grandparents and my parents were not encouraged in fact they were discouraged to speak hawaiian and um so so the schools brought it back uh, there are charter schools now so now people are bringing back the hawaiian language the hawaiian culture especially since it was banned before so now even more so they're they're coming together and now there's children who can speak fluent hawaiian whereas like my parents my grandparents did not so it's a very it's they're like going back going back and remembering the ancient way so i myself did not learn to speak hawaiian from my parents or my grandparents i had to learn that in school or from um hula my, my kumu hula who speak hawaiian i learned it from them so yeah it was not for my family
0: Wow, that's so interesting. So do you feel that there was like, just from your own experience in your family and your grandparents, you know, my understanding, and you know, I come from a culture also, you know, from being from India, where there's a lot of information that gets passed on orally like that's how we would get information because it's not always available in different ways. So just based on what you're sharing, is that something that you received from your grandparents or even like your mom's family? Or is it very much like just try to integrate and be with what's happening now, just stay current. We don't need to like go into the past and pull up any of those things.
1: Well, my mother was a hula dancer too. So she encouraged me to dance hula. In fact, when I was like five years old, she said, you're dancing hula. <laughs> so um, she they, they encouraged me. Um, and her her mother, my grandma, used to make all her hula costumes, you know. So um, they've always encouraged me. Um, my dad encouraged me. I could be a California girl. I could be a Hawaiian girl. I could be all of the above, you know, whatever I want to do. So he's always encouraged me to just be myself, be my true authentic self. So I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, they've encouraged me. I feel my grandparents uh, encouraging me. In fact, as we speak about that, I'm feeling my dad's grandmother, my great-grandmother. She was a hula dancer for Queen Liliuokalani. So, um, yeah, so um, very connected, very much connected. Wow, I love that so much. And so did you have siblings when you were growing up? Were you an only child or...? I have an older sister who's almost 10 years older than me. So it's just the two of us. And then my dad remarried, and I have a brother, a half brother, who's younger than me. Amazing. And so, have you felt
0: this sort of like spiritual connection? You know what I'm saying? Like, did you always feel like you're either connected to the land or to something beyond just our ordinary 3D, you know, existence?
1: Yes. My dreams have always been very vivid. Like I could always smell, taste, hear, feel as if I'm there. Um, very specifically, like smoke or flowers, specific flowers or mold or fungus. I can smell, I feel like I can smell everything in my dreams. And um I've always been like that since a little kid. So I even as a kid, I had a hard time like differentiating. Did something really happen or did I dream it? you know, I'd be playing in the yard and my dreams would be there with me. That makes sense. Like, um, I was always connected as a child and I remember recording myself speaking to myself because I've be speaking this language I didn't recognize speaking or singing and it was light language. Yeah. And, um, but I never let anyone hear it cause I didn't th- want them to think how I was strange, you know? And, um, But yeah, I always felt very connected to the elements and the earth and the ancestors. So yeah, I've always uh, I'm very blessed to have had that connection. Ooh!
0: So when did you kind of know? Was this when you were like four or five, or younger,
1: or older? So, oh, that's a good question. Um, When I was four or five, yeah, about there four, yeah, yes, four or five. Wow.
0: And did you kind of just keep this to yourself? Like, did you tell your
1: mom, your sister? Well, I always had, like, imaginary friends with me, right? Uh, Like like many of us do, many children have imaginary friends, right? When in reality, they're already connected to seeing their ancestors or um, elementals or just other spirits who who know that they're open and they come and visit them and play with them, you know? So um, my mom saw it. But she, you know, kept it hush hush. My dad noticed that every time when he looked at me and and he would like, like speak to me in his mind that I would turn around and look, you know. So, um, you know, my dad always knew I, I had it in me. But did I share it with my friends? No, I kept it to myself.
0: <laughs> I got you. OK, so how did you so, you know, you went to school, you did all of these things and you started working and then you kind of like stepped into becoming a massage therapist was
1: there anybody in, else in your family that did anything like that before that you're aware of sister my sister's also a massage therapist so um and she was also into chanting and doing holopahuas plant medicine so she she has a connection as well um but she's older she's 9 years older and now she lives in massachusetts so i don't really get to see her But um, she's had the connection as well. So it's um, kind of funny now that we look at it that I'm kind of doing all the stuff that she did. But um, now I'm taking it to another level, especially now that I'm moving to the big island. So uh, I'm going to go all the way with this. Yeah. (laughs)
0: i'm so excited for you this is so amazing so you. you know you go you get into massage therapy and you said you started to expand your learning and expand things so where did you go once you started to do this massage therapy and you started to make more of your spiritual connection and you started to talk a little bit about like now you're starting to connect more with the ancestors the galactic share a little bit more about that what was that process about
1: so after I got my massage license and you're, and I was busy with massage, I was massaging like six days a week and um, sometimes up to eight massages. Yeah. So, um, I had a break one day and I jumped on Clubhouse <laughs> and, uh, Namesh Radia was uh, doing a room and he's the one who taught me guided me to the Akashic Records, how to do it myself, him and Stacey Brown. So Nimesh's voice kind of drew me in. I remember being tired that day. I was laying on my massage table. I had a break and I'm like, yes, I have a break. <laughs> and so I, I put my ear pods on and clubhouse and there he was, Nimesh Radio, pulled the card. He was doing a reading for the room and I felt like he was speaking directly to me like your soul purpose your soul calling what's calling to you when you know something else something you're playing small and and you know you have gifts and you know there's more and and, and listen to yourself you know L- listen what does your heart say you know you know and I'm like yeah yeah what what so he kind of like drew me in and um so then next thing you know I I, I order I oh I purchased an Akashic Records reading just from him, one-on-one. And um, that's where it kind of opened up. I'm like, and he told me that I'm so gifted and I have all these powers and all this and all that. And I'm like, part of me was like, really? Are you sure? He's like, you need to be seen. People need to hear you. They need to feel you. You need to connect. And I'm like, are you sure you're reading the right records to the right person? You didn't get it mixed up with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Me being my doing my own rooms, I gotta do my own rooms, and people need to hear me. What (laughs) you know? We always like second guess ourselves, and and that's what I've been doing my whole life is second guessing myself. Fear, doubt, no, you know, not not embracing what my ancestors want me to do until now. Finally, finally, and of course, we're not ready until a certain age. Some some people are gifted very young, and they're like. Yes, let's do this. And I'm like, but that was not me at 25. You know, no, no, no. (laughs) It wasn't until, you know, now I'm like, okay. So the more that I learned and and I learned how to open the records with with Namesh and Stacey. And then I started doing my own rooms and I'm like, I loved it. I loved it. I'm like, wow. And then I, it, it kind of made sense bringing everything together. What I could see, what I could feel, what I could hear. And then now just last night, I did a massage. My last session was a massage. And then I had a reading right after with her. So she wanted both. She wanted me to touch her and feel her and, um, I did right away. I knew she needed pink sheets for love. You know, pink sheets with roses on it. I really felt the heavy heart. I immediately changed the music to 432 hertz, which is, again, healing the heart. So I, I can feel st- things right away. And then I didn't... St- do the reading while i'm massaging her but i'm just feeling everything out and then we so i did a one hour massage and then a one hour kashic records reading session and she was a completely different person after so after this like i was kind of tired yesterday but after all of that it was like wow wow yeah so i want to help other people tap into their powers too so yeah it's all good all good
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. And I remember, Tiari, when I connected with you on Clubhouse, you were like, I'm going to start rooms. And I think I was there for like your first room. And you're like, okay, guys, I've never done this before, but I think it's time. And uh, oh my God. Yes, you were. (laughs) And we all came in to support and you're looking and it's like all these people are coming in and, you know, you started with your meditation. And then I always remember Nimesh would come in to support you, you know, he'd be in the room to just sort of like, you can do this, you got this. And so, you know, it's so amazing what you said. And it's so true. I think so many times we we kind of play small, right, because we're like, oh, well, they can do it. But I I, I can't do that. Like, I don't have those gifts or I'm not ready yet. Or so many things. We go into all of these questions and things in our mind and we hold ourselves back. And, you know, I think it's so important that we have these external events that happen where someone else can reflect back to you that, no, you're ready or let me help you. And you kept trusting your intuition, right? Because for you to jump, pop into that room, whether it's your guides who are like, nope, you got to go listen to this specific room at this particular time because this is that message that you need to hear. And, you know, it really kind of like, put you into that state of like, yeah, this message is for me. I got it. Okay, let's do it. And, you know, it's a process. Like you said, it's like where you were when you started and where you are today. Like, you know, there's this blossoming, there's this growing, there's this fire, and it's just so beautiful to see uh, what all you're stepping into. So uh, I'm just so excited to like just hear about everything that you're up to. So, and I can't imagine that you were doing that many massages in a day. I mean, that's got to be pretty exhausting.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. And it, and then I started seeing energy come out of people. Like um, a, a guy came in with all these tattoos and he, he fell off a bike and he hurt his hip. And when he laid down immediately, I was like, I don't think he just fell off. I felt like he was pushed off by some entity, you know. And um, sure enough, when I was working on him, I saw like a, like a black smoke leave his hip. And, um, so I had my tea leaves, you know, so I, I used to have my tea leaves with me all the time, but now I've evolved where I can clear that stuff, you know, with my own auric energy with my hands. But, um, it, and it was then I was like, Ooh, there's more to the Just massage. And, um, So that's even more. So when I started to see more versus just doing massage, you know, anybody can, you know, massage and just go through massages. But I wanted to go deeper. And when I started seeing things and and things were revealing themselves to me, I was like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do.
0: Oh my goodness. Wow. I mean, so people don't even realize all the bonus healing that you're doing because when you go for a right. massage, you, that's not typically stuff that's happening. So right. you're getting right. your, let's just say you're doing your work, but you're also getting to practice and, and and uncover more of your beautiful skills and you're kind of creating your own custom package of the way that you do your healing. So that's really amazing. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So um, I know you just shared that you're going to be moving and you're in the process of moving to the big island. So
1: what prompted this shift? So what prompted this shift, I just lost my mother, my beautiful mother, 79 years young, um, June 30th. So it's been a process for me. But now that she's not here physically with me, she's here spiritually with me. I'm like, well, I don't really need to stay in Honolulu anymore. I don't need to stay in the city. There's more crime. There's more theft. It's just a lot of chaos. And Big Island's always been on my mind, but I I, I didn't know how the timing was gonna work out with my clients here in Honolulu and and my family. But now I'm in this space where I'm gonna do it. Now that um, I'm on my own, right? My mom's not here. So she's um, saying, she's encouraged me, go, go, do what you want to do, expand so you can expand, you know, we're at someplace different and big islands. There's so much mana there's so much energy. And um, when you, where I'm living, it's, there's so much land and that's exactly what I need that the peace, the quiet, not to be around a lot of people, a lot of time, because I'm so super sensitive now at this stage in my life where I pick up everything And so now that I'm going, I'm I'm going to be living in the downstairs of this beautiful house on this four acres of coffee farm. So it's just peaceful and quiet and beautiful. I'll be working just a few minutes away at Hawaii Sanctuary right in Kailua Kono. So it's like everything just happened so perfectly. And uh, yeah, I love the big island.
0: Oh my gosh, so exciting. And I love how you're sharing like when you knew to follow, it just all came together, like with ease and flow, right? There was it just sort of like all kind of happened for you, like so quickly. And yeah, so I'm what I'm understanding is the reason why you were in Honolulu is because a lot of that had to do with your mom. And um I know that you uh, were, was she living with you? Were you kind of taking yes. care of her?
1: Okay, I know she was still working. She was still she was slowing down, but she was still working. I was taking her to work picking her up. I know that lady was like, go, 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 go. 79 years old still working, but I saw her slowing down. But um, yeah, she's still with me. She's still with me.
0: Oh, I love that so much. So, you know, one of the things that we didn't dip into, and maybe you're one of those people that doesn't necessarily have had one of these experiences, but you know, a lot of us, I know for me, like I went through what you would call a dark night of the soul. Like I went through it for like literally pandemic happened. And a good like two, three years, I mean, I would say I'm still like on my healing journey and most people are, but it was literally like a smackdown. It was like, nope, we got to get your attention. This is what's going to need to happen now. And this is where you need to go. Did you experience that at all? Or was that not something
1: that was part of your journey? My dark night of the soul was not part of the pandemic because um, I was so blessed to working in an office where we do medical massage where we work with workmen's comp clients and motor vehicle clients so as long as they had a doctor's prescription I was able to continue working I took like two weeks off during the pandemic and that was it I worked the rest of it so um so that's why even though I got out was because a lot of therapists decided not to why work when you can stay home and, and make the same amount of money right but I didn't have that attitude I was like I was put on this earth for a purpose, not just to stay home. Even if I could collect the check, I felt like people needed people needed the healing, especially during that time, especially if they were in a car accident or got injured at work. I didn't feel right just staying home. So I kept working. There were like two of us, two therapists in the office that did all the massages. So that's why 2-0 is even busy. That's why I stayed busy. Uh, so I kept working and then... Um, Then I got into that club, the clubhouse, and then I went on the Lomi Lomi retreat. And like the universe was telling me, keep doing what you're doing. There's more, there's more coming, there's more coming. I I always feel even now that like keep going, even when you feel like my mom, you know, my mom's not here, you know, like November 1st. Oh, no, it's another month without my mom. I was dreading it. Right. But then the universe is like, we got you we love you. We've got your back. Just keep going. Just take, even if it's baby steps, even if it's just one step at a time, don't stop. Just keep going because there's so much more coming. So yeah, that's the attitude I've been having.
0: I love that. Wow. Like, listen, I didn't have a choice. Okay. Like the way the universe did everything, it was like, okay, we're just going to shatter everything. And now you get to like pick every piece back up. And but the timing was perfect, right? Because suddenly I had like 24 seven to focus on myself and to really kind of dive into my journey. And, you know, what I was curious about is, you know, you mentioned that you were a very, you were very connected as a child, right? You were very sensitive and all of these things. How did you manage to be surrounded by like a regular life with all of these sensitivities? Like, what did you do? Were you kind of like, I'm just going to go to school, not to talk to anybody and then just come home? Like,
1: what was your experience as a child with these very open gifts? But you say that um when I was three years old. Well plus my parents got divorced at, at, at that I was three years old. So um I'm I can't remember all the details exactly. I just remember my dad not being around and I kind of shut down where um, I didn't want to be around other kids. I think that's kind of what prompted it too, or all of it happened at the same time. So I wouldn't play with the other kids in preschool. I remember going to preschool. My mom would be taking me and I see this red clown on the door and I'd be freaked out. No, not preschool. Right. And so I'd go to I go and play with my toys in the corner and not want to deal with anybody you know so my mom um she i was going to a child psychologist at the time And nothing's wrong with me, of course, right? It's just I'm going through my stuff, not wanting to deal with anybody. So I think that's all part of it. It's all connected. Like it all tied in together, right, of of not wanting to be around other kids at that age. So, But slowly as I got older, like first grade, second grade, I loved to run. Running was my jam at the time. I was like the fastest girl. It was me and this other guy. I remember his name, John Logan. We were like always together because we were always like, Sometimes he was faster, sometimes I was faster, but I was the fastest girl, right? So so running. So sports actually, you know, track, and then I started playing the flute and band. So I started uh, becoming more social in that way and focusing on music, on uh, my studies, and dancing hula. So I became more open and not... Um, not so focused on what I could see, but they would still come to me in my dreams, right? My dreams would always be very vivid. And I talked to my dad about it. And then once my dad, you know, starts getting into that, that's when I started going. He started taking take my first expo was when I was 10 years old. And I had my whole auric reading. I had my first reading and he bought me crystal and my first crystal. And, you know, so that's, so it kind of all tied together where I didn't have to be afraid of, of the, my dreams. Yeah. Oh,
0: wow. That is pretty amazing. Oh my goodness. So I really appreciate you sharing that because I was curious, I'm like being so sensitive, that would have been very challenging. And like you said, you know, for at that age to experience, you know, your parents separating, so much change is happening. So I'm sure that you were going through things and I'm actually very impressed that You know, your parents were like, yeah, we're going to take her to like a psychologist or someone for her to talk to, because most parents wouldn't do that, you know. So I'm very impressed that that's something that happened.
1: Thank you. Yeah, that was my mom's idea. She always looked out for me. She always wanted the best for me. So, yeah, thank you. I love that. So I do have a question
0: about like when you were saying that, you know, imaginary friends, other things, was Pretty much most of this, like within your third eye, or were you actually seeing things outside,
1: like physically outside? No, it's always my third eye. It's always my third eye. Yeah. And so, you know, now when
0: you said, like, once you've dived into the Akashic records and more of your gifts are opening up, and you mentioned, you're like, hey, you know, now I even see galactics and stuff. Is this again more in your third eye, or is this kind of external as well?
1: my third eye so now i'm amazed at how fast i can fall asleep because i I'm I feel like i'm always like in between so when it's time for me to go to bed like i'm already dreaming and i shut my eyes boom i'm there already when i wake up in the morning it's like i'm still partially dreaming you know so because i i open the records now almost every day too so that's like when you're connected and then when i'm dreaming it's like it's always there and especially the work i do you know with massage and with readings and um just the messages right just, just listening to the detail paying attention to the details of being led through my gut my not my, my, oh you know i feel like they're pulling me to to expand or they're pulling me here like to the big island i felt the big island pulling me right so it's like i'm i'm paying attention more um surrender i'm surrendering um because other people I'm, I'm not alone other people's gifts are expanding too. And I'm helping people remember. And I'm helping people be more in tune with what their dreams mean, what their downloads mean and meditations. I still go to other people's meditation rooms when I feel like, okay, I need to be reset. And I want someone else to do it for me. You know, I don't want to always have to do everything myself, right? I just want to surrender and have someone else do a meditation or someone else do a reading, right? So I still occasionally go to other people's Either it'd be a Zoom call or a meditation room. And when they do that, boom, I'm like, I automatically, you know, see um like other galactic beings that um, especially like those the the butterfly beings. Um kind of like that movie. I don't know if you remember watching The Abyss, the movie The Abyss, where they were in the ship and they went down and they all these butterfly beings were you know there. And so it's so I've been connecting with these beings. I heard they're from Andromeda, but they come in. And then they look me in the face, like very lovingly. And then they lift me up because I was in the sadness, right? Going through the grief that I went through the past few months. So they come in and they lift me up, 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 up into the sky. And then they remind me that I have that power to, to elevate not just myself, but others. And there's more than one. There's a few of them that are up there. So I love connecting with beings like that and helping others connect too. Oh,
0: that's so beautiful. Because I was going to ask you, I know it's very recent. And, you know, you losing your mom, I mean, that must have been also something very challenging to navigate. I mean, it doesn't matter how many tools we have. At the end of the day, we're human, having this human experience. And, you know, I know that you're very close to your mom. So that too, is something that is, you know, a process, right? And I love that you're tuned into all of the support, which I'm sure you're also tuned into her, um, you know, now that a few months have gone by for her to sort of cheer you on and let you know that she's yes. still with you
1: and supporting you funny you mentioned that because <laughs> the other one at that night uh that I finished the expo it was Sunday night and I came home to walk my dogs the moon was still full even though the full moon was the night before she was still full and I felt the wind in my hair and I could breathe you know and and um I felt and saw like the ancestors doing that and my mom's like whistling I can't whistle but she, her thing was to whistle with, with her fingers in her mouth whistling whistling and <laughs> I like I could totally see her doing that yeah so that was really cool
0: <laughs> oh, that's so amazing I got chills when you said that so I'm like I don't know if she's around you but I'm like definitely <laughs> feeling some energies that's so amazing. <laughs> Um, I love this all so much and it's so beautiful to to just hear like all the different things that you've navigated, where you are right now, you're getting ready to move, new beginnings. Um, yes. The one thing we didn't talk about is um, I know that you do sound healing work. Tell us a little bit about that. How is is that connected to your
1: other stuff? Is it separate? How does it work? It is connected. In fact, I have a bowl right here. Um, so I have crystal bowls. I have a whole crystal bowl set and then I have Tibetan bowls here as well where I do healing on the body. I use the tuning forks. Um, So what I usually do are one-on-one sessions. Sometimes I'll use the bowl or the tuning forks in the massage session. A lot of times it's energetically. People are energetically carrying the divine masculine, talking, 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 the, the aggressive, dominant divine masculine, which could be father, father father-in-law, a spouse, Um, old trauma could be, could be held in, you know, in the shoulder or female. So, and and they say, no matter how many massages they get, it comes back right away. Right. And, you know, it's not just physical, it's energetic. So when I use the tuning forks or the bowls, um, then they can see, and then they can feel what they're holding on to, that it's not just a knot in the neck, that it's more and it's deeper. They've been holding on to this, not just this lifetime, but other lifetimes. A lot of times we're carrying stuff for our mothers or our fathers, brothers or sisters. Half the time, we're carrying baggage for other people, energetic baggage for other people. And And you don't realize it until I do the energy work, right? You can, like I said, you can massage someone, two hours, you know, I do two hours, but you can massage someone once a week for five years, and it doesn't go away. You know, it's energetic, right? So I, I tap into that. And I help people realize that, oh, yeah, I am caring more than just stress at work, working for a boss who's demanding or, you know, they, they've, they help They help to heal themselves, really. I don't tell people I'm here to heal you and make you 100% better. You know, I never say that. I'm a guide to help you to heal yourself so that you can remember your powers, remember what you carry that's no longer your yours, and you can release it. So that's what I do with, with the bowls and the tuning forks.
0: Oh, I'm so glad I asked that again. It's kind of coming back to like, you're creating your own kind of like custom modalities with all of these different beautiful things. And they all are working together, right? To create this beautiful, like you said, you know, healing for others and, you know, many different ways that I know we all express, like it's like, Oh, I'm not the healer. I'm a channel or I'm supporting you and healing. So at the end of the day, the important thing is that people are getting an opportunity to heal themselves. And I think that's kind of the most important thing. And. I love that there's so many amazing ways, right? Like there are all these amazing modalities that are out there. And I personally feel very drawn to like sound healing. I mean, I'm constantly listening to like sound bowl healing all day. I listen to it all day, so I know it resonates for me a lot, uh, but I love that that's something that you're incorporating into what you're doing, and it's part of your practice, and I think that's so beautiful. So, oh my gosh, this has been so much fun, Tiara. I'm so excited for you, and it's been wonderful to just you know, watch you blossom and grow. I mean, you're so inspiring. And I think for a lot of us who are sort of like, oh, wow, like, look at what she did. I mean, you know, that's part of the equation, right? Tiara, of you like stepping out, and especially in front of a lot of us who are, at clubhouse around that time where you're like, well, I'm just going to start and I'm going to do this. And, you know, we would come in and support you, but also watch how you're expanding and growing. And, you know, obviously that impacts all of us, right? That we're coming to say, wow, yeah, you know, like we're inspired and, um, I just love your energy and what you're doing. And I'm so excited for this new new beginnings for you. This is going to be so amazing. And so we're coming towards the end of our session together. And I was going to ask you if you wanted to share a card,
1: a message for the collective. That would be amazing. I would love to. And it makes me emotional, Benita, that you're in very my very first Clubhouse room and that you've seen me and I'm seeing you. Elevate with your beautiful podcast. So I want to return that love to you as well. I'm so proud of you. Also, <laughs>
0: thank you.
1: So I am pulling a card from my uh, Creation Codes deck. I was on the beautiful island of Kauai last month, or September, for uh, the Golden Age of Memoria conference. And uh, Michael Blaze, I got to meet her. She's a beautiful soul. Made made this deck, the Creation Codes, and. The number, the card that I picked was number 18, which is metamorphosis. We're all going through metamorphosis, transformation. We're all like caterpillars blooming, becoming our, going into our little catalyst and, and, and going through our changes and evolving and becoming these beautiful butterflies, right? So metamorphosis number 18. It is time to recognize all your soul has been through and to remember who you truly are. Your soul is constantly evolving in your physical form, whether you are conscious of it or not. Your journey of creation is preconception. Your soul is not in any physical container or on earth. You are pure vibration. The essence of light. You are planning for this lifetime and desire to share your energy with the world. See how we are leading by example? I love that. During pregnancy your soul is shifting because it is, it is coming in and out of the human body. This experience is already evolving your soul at a base level, tapping into earthly and human energy through your mother. I love Anita how you had, we were talking about my mother and about me at a young age tapping into that. I believe all of us were tapped in at a young age. We just forgot or we blocked it or we put it away behind our heart or, or hid it away, right? Incarnation birth. The moment of birth creates a new level for your soul. Instant programming from a new dimension is triggered and survival mechanisms are enabled. The veil of forgetfulness washes over you, manifesting in a perceived disconnection from oneness. A new relationship begins with your mother. During the birth experience, there is an unconscious trauma as your soul feels an instant limitation of the human body and a severing from the oneness. This severing is only perceived, not actual. You can never be severed from the oneness. Part of your soul's journey in every lifetime is to remember and reconnect with with the oneness while you are still in physical form. So I believe connecting like how we're connecting and we're activating other people to connect. We're all looking for that unity, that unity, con- consciousness, that oneness, especially all that COVID had brought us a separation, right? So I truly believe separation as an illusion. So here we are coming back to oneness. So we are all creating our lives every moment, We must do it unconsciously and their lives are reflected as such. You have the desire to live with conscious intent. You wouldn't have been drawn to this card if you didn't in the way of the evolved human. So we're all evolving. You came to this planet to create, explore, expand, and have an adventure. Viewing your life this way makes you realize you are creating your reality. Again, the universe telling us to have fun right? Go on those adventures, go on those vacations, even if it's by yourself. Sometimes the most fun you'll have is by yourself because that's when you get to meet whoever you want. These people will be attracted to your vibration, right? The experiences in your life are there to teach you, guide you, and help you remember this vital fact. No matter how dire or wonderful, life is here for your benefit. So would it be much better to consciously create an extraordinary life instead of being dragged along along in a dire one so the affirmation for this is i am a masterpiece created by love my unique journey is mine to design and that's the metaphor morphosis card
0: oh my that was powerful Oh, my goodness. And so connected to the conversation that we are having today. So, oh, my God, it couldn't be more perfect. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much, Thierry. This has been so much fun. I'm so honored to know you and to be connected to you. And I can't wait to see what else you're going to be creating and sharing in this beautiful universe. And um, I just want to remind all my beautiful listeners that all of Thierry's information will be in the bio section, wherever this gets posted. It so you can definitely connect with her, give her a little bit of time. She's getting ready to move. So (laughs) (laughs) but you can definitely connect with her. So I'm really grateful. I'm also super grateful to my beautiful audience that tunes in to like listen to these podcasts. And I know that there are so many beautiful, amazing. Energies and golden nuggets from things that tiara and I have talked about today. So I hope that each one of you is receiving something that's like healing and uplifting and elevating for you. And thank you again so much, Tiari. I'm so honored to have you and I'm really blessed to have connected with you.
1: And I hope that we will have many more opportunities to connect. Yes. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, Benita. It's my pleasure and my honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you
0: for tuning in to this episode of Elevate with V. I'm so grateful for your time and support. I hope that there were some valuable takeaways to map onto your own journey. If you haven't done so yet, please follow Rate and review on Apple Podcasts. If you listen on Spotify, please follow and rate five stars there. Higher ratings and great reviews means more people can find and tune into this content. If we're not connected yet on Instagram, be sure to find me and say hello at vanita underscore Santoshi. I would love to hear from you, especially when you're talking about your favorite takeaways from each episode. Thank you again for tuning in and I can't wait to catch you on the next episode.